Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Mm. Now write this down. I got all new faith stuff for you because you guys are ready for this. Go to John 1 and 1. Go to John 1 and 1. We're going to talk about faith. Now, I'm going I'm I'm to be teaching this on Sundays, too. John 1 and 1, go there. I want you to understand something. Some of you know this. The Bible says you walk by faith. The just shall live by faith. Yes. Okay, now you really got to pay attention in here. Okay? Because I'm not going to keep you all night. I'm going to keep you about a little bit under an hour. Okay? And then I'll let you go because too much of this, you, you, it's too much. Okay? And I mean, you just, you, I want you to concentrate. Okay? So you walk by faith. You live by faith. That's what the Bible says. Okay? Now you got to understand something about faith, and I'll explain it. This is going to help you, okay? You walk by faith. You live by faith. You obtain the promises of God by faith. Ephesians 6, 16 says you protect yourself with faith, okay? That's what it says, lifting up the shield of faith, quenching all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Now, here's the only problem with it. Tra- why I wrote the book, you know what I mean? I didn't write Lauren writes it. I preach it. She breaks it down and puts it together and compiles it. And I like it coming better through her eyes and these young guys like, because they, I know what I'm trying to say, and I don't want to get lost in translation. So I asked them, does that make sense to you? Because, you know, you could build it. You know how to build it. You, know, you could fall asleep and do it. But I come in there and go, I don't know how to build that. You say, well, tell me what you see, and I can help you build the gap of what you don't know and what you need to know. And that makes you really good because you're trying to help people. Because I don't need to be cute. Cute's over. I need to be effective. You know what I mean? I want you to get it. So what I say, so that's why we got it. So that obtainable, I'm watching all these people believe in God for stuff. And I know they ain't got the right exchange to get it to come to pass all over the place. They're waiting for time, but they're not in faith. Time doesn't change nothing. Truth changes time. So what happened was they're waiting on time to do, but they don't have the element of faith to exchange it. And therefore they're wasting time. And then they feel like it didn't work. So they quit on it. They start all over again. So we've got to learn the principles of faith, and the principles of faith are this. Well, think about this. If I came in this room, and I said to you, everybody in this room, text me what faith is. Just text me. Text me what faith is. You t- I guarantee you, we wouldn't even get out of this room. I'd have 75 different answers close to it of what faith is. I'd definitely have at least 50 different answers, and it would be, well, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But that don't mean jack. Right. What does that mean? And that, you know what I mean, right? You know, so now I'm going, okay, well then if we don't know what faith is, or we can't understand, if we don't understand how to clearly identify what faith is, how do we know whether we're in it or not? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I can't clearly identify and go, this is faith, how in the world am I going to know whether we got it or not? So if we don't know what faith is, and Hebrews eleven six says that he that comes to him must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, that faith reward God, that faith is the only thing that pleases God, don't you think it's important that we should know what faith is so we know when we got it, yeah. we can please God with it? Yeah. Right? We're like, I don't know if I got it. Well, what is it? It's like sticky, ooey, gooey stuff fall out the ceiling somewhere, faith. I don't know. I didn't know what it was. It bothered me. How did I not know when I was in it? Because if I don't know I'm in it, 
then how do I know I released it? And I don't know if I released it. And then I'm waiting on it. And it don't seem like it's happening. So did I even have faith? So I don't know. Is it working? Where is it? But I couldn't understand whether I was in it or not. So I didn't know what was going on. So now I'm just uh, hoping into praying. And it's like shooting craps to figure out what I'm like rolling dice with my life to figure out whether, hey, maybe I'll roll a seven and it'll work. No, that's not God. God works the same over and over and over and over and over the same way. So then I started getting annoyed because I said, well, how are we going to know how we're there or not? And then, man, God blew me out with this new stuff because it was like, you got to fine tune this stuff. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you something. And I, I think I got to go here and you'll hear this a little bit on Sunday, but it's okay because how many of you know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God? You know, some of you know hearing's good, Okay. So let me just show you this, just so you can get this, because I think this is really, really, really important for us to figure this out. Because one of the things you got to need to know, like, let's just look at Hebrews 11.1, 1, just real quick. I took you that first John, but I jumped, I jumped it a little bit, because I want you to really get this, okay? Go to, go to Hebrews 11.1. 1. We're going to read Hebrews 11.1, 1, and then we read Hebrews 11.1 1 through 3. You're going to see this, and then you see this is going to help you, and I'm going to put this right over here, maybe, Okay? Because look at this, because you got to see this, and then we're going to look at Matthew, and I'm going to show you this, because some of you need to see this. Um, you got Hebrews 11.1 1 up there? Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, it's the evidence of things not seen, right? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, it's the evidence of things not seen. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, it's the evidence of things not seen. For, for by it, you can go verse 2 says, for by it the elders obtained a good report, and we understand, three, that the world was framed by the word of God. Say it. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made with things that do appear. So faith is, is a substance from heaven that creates the world you live in. But we have to understand where faith comes from. Okay? So before we even get going, I want to build a quick little bridge. What is it? Now, if you go with me to Matthew 9, 27, I'm going to break this down quick because you need to go here. Some of you know this stuff. All the Bible school students, you know this stuff. So just go along with me, okay? Nine, Matthew 9, 27. I'm going to go real quick. We're going to Matthew 9, 27, then we're going to go to the Gospel of John, and we're going to see them. Just go to Matthew 9, 27. I'm going to read it. I'm going to give you the quick definition of it because the faster I can get you here, the more we can build off it. We're not going backwards, everybody. We're going forward. But we got to go forward slow because if I, if I go too quick, I'm going to go by, by you. And you have, to, you have to perfect what I'm telling you tonight in your own being. Okay? So look what he says here. It says, and when Jesus departed, now I'm going to give you the simple, easy definition of faith. So when you leave this room tonight, you know what it is. And you know whether you got it or not. If you know what it is and you know you got it, then you can count on it to work for you. Does that make sense? I don't know. I'm hoping into praying. Hope ain't got nothing to do with faith. Hope, 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 hope is a target for faith to hit. That's all it is. Hope gives me expectation. See, like, if right now you got a bad doctor's report, right? Just say, doctor, say, whatever. You ain't got no hope right now. You, got, you need help. Yeah. You hear it by the word of God, by his stripes, you could be healed. Guess what happened? Hope came. Hope helps you go within the veil, but then faith, faith got to hit hope. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Hope is expectation. Faith is exchange. Yes. Hope, hope, hope. Most people never really get beyond hope. Because see, you got to understand something about faith. Faith believes you received when it prayed. Every prayer you prayed more than once, unbelief was found. Now you start talking like that. Every 
My God, what do you want them word of faith people? Yeah. What do you word of unbelief people? It's just how you got to get to. And then I know. And then let me explain something. See, this is where it is. Now, let me show you something. This is where grace kicks in. And I like grace because redemption, redemption is God's plan. Grace is God's way of giving you everything in God's plan. And faith accesses what redemption provided through grace. Does that make sense? But here's the problem. Here's the problem with grace. And this is where everybody goes, goes tilt and goes, well, I know God. No, no, no. There's conditional promises you got to get. Things are on condition. You understand that? Even though grace provided it, you still got a condition exchange you got to get by faith. They don't just happen because grace gave you access to them. You still got to have belief systems to create what? Access. Does that make sense? So grace was God's master plan. By faith were you saved through grace. Amen? So grace, grace is salvation's key. Redemption was God's idea. So God put this plan of redemption. We're going to talk about all this all year long in the church here. Redemption is everything God wanted you to have pre-fall. Back to you through what Jesus did on the cross. Make sense? So that's the brand new plan. Restoration of man was found in redemption. Redemption's definition to me is restoration to man. Everything he lost in the garden. It is. Guess, but I didn't know what that was. You didn't even know you lost it. But he said, okay, I give it to you back, and now here's what I gave it to you. Grace. What's Grace. That's my experience for your life, giving you strength to access what I wanted you to have when you started out in Eden. Does that make sense? So grace is God's idea. I give you the grace. Now, all you got to do is have faith. What does faith do? Faith, grace, faith don't really do nothing but access what grace has already provided. Write that down. Faith accesses what grace already provided. Faith ain't really doing nothing. Faith's just the key to unlock what grace gave you. That's all it is. See what I'm saying? Everybody, well, why is it? Because it's conditional. Well, what do you mean? Well, well, what do you mean? It's because, yeah, he laid it up for you, but you still got to have faith to exchange for it. You just don't get it automatically. Now, let me tell you why that is. That's Adam's fault. That's what it is. And I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to show you in this thing tomorrow, hopefully. See, what happens is your soul gets a little messed up in the place of agreement. And that's where you get reason showing up in your head Going, well, I don't know how he's going to do it. No, don't go there. Your soul's the problem, man. Because your spirit goes, okay, I'm down. But then your head can't really get it. And you got to let light come in your mind to kind of let you kind of see it the way God sees it. And go, okay, I can grasp that. You understand that? Because your mind, your will, and your emotions is where rejection is. Because see, faith, faith, listen to me. This is good stuff. Faith is not really in the spirit. It's of the spirit, but it has to be birthed in the soul before you can ever receive access to what heaven has provided. You got to have soul agreement. Your soul fights. Your head's like, how, how's he going to do it? How are you going to get me to how? how? A doctor said, blah, blah, blah. It's true. It's reason. God doesn't want us walking around like goofballs. But guess what? You got to override your intellect. Otherwise, your intellect's going to refuse what faith can provide. Now, why that is, is because of the fallen man. I don't care what anybody tells you. Nobody's that renewed overnight. It takes a little bit of time. You got to let light shine in your mind, renew it, your will, change it, your emotions, conform that, get all that going. And that takes a little bit. But you know how you do that? With the word of God. Because the word of God is like, what did I teach you? And we did soul series. Come on, guys. What was I teaching you? I don't know what I teach you. Well, you ain't been coming to church. Come to church. I've been teaching you that you have to what? Save your soul. The engrafted word can give you what? Transformation over there where you get agreement. You need to have soul agreement before faith can ever be released. 
You understand that? If you, word of God says this, but your soul rejects it, you cannot get the benefit of it. You have to have soul acceptance. Does that make sense? Agreement. That's the real you. Your spirit's reborn. The brand new you. You're a human. You got, well, I got to be born again. Because you can't produce jack in that old messed up sinful state. Once you get born again, now what do you got to do? Got to renew my mind. It would have been made. So look over here. I'm going to give you simple even definition. Simple. You ready? Look over here. Matthew 9, 20. You doing all right? You like this? Jesus departed dense, and two blind men followed him, crying, saying, Hey, that son of David, have mercy on me. He's coming in the house. Blind men came to him, and Jesus said, Believe you that I'm able to do this? That's Jesus, the red letter. They said, Jesus, have mercy on me. He said, You believe I'm able to do this? They said, Yes, Lord, we believe. He said, Okay, then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, beat unto you. And their eyes were open, and Jesus straightly charged and said, Don't tell nobody. So, right? It's kind of funny, right? Jesus said this. Now watch this. Jesus said, you believe I can? Go back to 27, please. Kayla, you're doing great. Let's say, two blind men came to him and they said this. They cried some days, have mercy on us. He said, okay, good. What's up? 28, look at 28. And when they come to the blind man's house, he said, hey, you believe I'm able to do this? You see that? I am able to do this? They said, yes, Lord, we believe. What did he ask them? Go back one more time. Stay back 28, one more minute. You did great. Say you believe I am able to do this? You see that? Do you what? That's Jesus. That's red letter. How many got a Bible? And start bringing a Bible to church or bring your computer or something, but bring a Bible for crying out loud. If this piece of junk breaks, what are you going to have? Bring a phone or something. What you got? She got the whole apocrypha over here. This one, we got the New Testament, living epistles. She got a tablet with heaven. I don't know. Bring something, you know? She got... So I say, you want me to bring a Bible? Well, bring your phone or bring something to look at or, I don't know, look at the screen. Yeah, I, I'm not being ornery with you. I mean, you got to see this. Eye gates, ear gates. This is how you get the word of God in you. Thank God. Or look up. Just here. Thank God here. Just look up. <laughs> but that's red letter. You got to trust me. Jesus said, you believe that I'm able to do this? They said, yeah, Lord, I believe. Okay, look at verse 29. Look at verse 29. Look what he said. He said, touch your eyes and said what? Cord, do you what? Faith. He said, do you believe? Believe? Then Jesus turned around and said, well, according to your faith, beat on you. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? He said, you believe? Good. Since you believe, your faith did it. You believe? Your faith did it. According to your faith, beat on you. Go over here with me. You're going to love this. John. Right? Go to John 20. Okay? Go to John 20, 24. Jesus come walking through the wall. How many know Jesus is trippy, man? Don't even use the door. Just walks through the wall. Then he's got the guts to say, peace be still. Why don't you be still, bro? Stop walking through the wall. You know what I'm saying? Jesus is like a freak show. Like, boom, come to the wall. Like, peace be still. Why don't you stop playing party tricks over here, dude? Peace be still. Use the door you want me to be still. Otherwise, stop walking through the wall. I'm freaked out. I'm going to go to heaven and go to timeout, but I'm going to have jokes when I get there. Yo, why'd you go through the wall? You're all going to be up in there just happy to be in heaven. Not me. I'm going to be asking, why'd you go through the wall and then tell everybody, peace be still, bro? Why you, were you playing with them? Were you playing around Jesus? Tell the truth. You, you playing tricks? 
Yeah, look at he said, right? Thomas, one of the 12 was there. He come walk through the wall. He said, peace, be still. That's funny to me. Why you go through the, go through the door you want me to be still? Knock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, think it's crazy, right? He walked through the wall like, like, can you imagine this? Walk, come through the wall. Peace, be still. What up? Hey, you know? <laughs> Are you crazy? I'll be tripping out. Like, imagine if Jesus just popped through the wall right now. Like, whoa, bro. Whoa, whoa. Come on, right? Then he's got, like, peace, be still. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm still all right. Stop it. Right? You know what happened, right? Come to the wall. It shows himself to the disciples. Thomas ain't there. Thomas said, yo, bump this, man. Thomas, you ain't going to believe it. Jesus came through the wall, said, peace, be still. Thomas like, I, I think y'all been smoking dope, okay? That's the modern-day translation, okay? You can believe whatever you want to believe. I ain't going to believe none of you dudes because I think y'all been drinking or something. Bottom line, until I take my finger, stick it in the nail prints in his hand, and shove my hand in the side where he got stabbed with a sword, I ain't believing nothing. You're all crazy. Jesus waits eight days, pops through the wall again. Peace be still. Here we go again with the peace be still guy. Right? Pop right through the wall, 24. And after eight days, what's he do? He comes right there to Thomas. Yo, Thomas, come here. Boy, right? Thomas got called out. You know, Thomas like, oh, bro, here's he is. Oh, take your finger. Oh, man, he heard me. Oh, he hears everything, guys. <laughs> take your finger, right? And behold my hand and reach hither your hand and thrust it in my side and be not faithless, but be what? Believing. Believing. Be not faithless, but be what? Believing. Believing. Okay, here we go. Look at verse 28. Thomas said, my Lord, my God. 29, Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you believe. Blessed are they have not seen and yet believe. In verse 27, in verse 28 of Matthew, in verse 27 here, he said, do you, look at verse 20, go back here right here. Let me just show you this one. Go up, right? He said, be not what? Faithless, but be what? Wait a Jesus starts using belief and faith interchangeably all throughout the Bible. He said, you show me your beliefs. I'll show you your faith. Faith is simply what you believe. That's all it is. What do you believe? Now, wait a minute, stop. I don't know what I believe. Some of you, you believe one thing one minute, you believe something next minute. No, that's not what I'm saying. You got to have a, what? A belief system that doesn't change that's based upon hearing. Faith comes by hearing, Romans 10, 17, hearing by the word of God. You have to have a conviction based upon what you hear. Does that make sense? A firm persuasion, a conviction based upon hearing. So faith is simply what you believe based upon what? Established truth. Where are you establishing your truth? You got faith everywhere you go. You got faith that you're going to get paid every two weeks from your company that told you they were going to pay you on a two-week pay period, and you had to believe it. You went to work for 14 days, didn't see a dime, but you believed they were going to come through. Why? Because you put confidence in what they said based upon the organization. If it looked like some shack on the side of the world, <laughs> you know, if you showed up to work, right, and they had like a wood sign all tilted said, work here, get paid. You ain't waiting on them jokers to pay you. They ain't got why. There was no credibility produced by what they were saying, so therefore you did not trust for them to pay you. You've been using faith all your life. Bible faith is produced from the word of God. Natural faith, human faith is produced by what? Human facts. It's the truth. Come on, you see it? 
So now, when you get faith from the word of God, you get spiritual faith, and that seed of that word of God can produce of itself and create in what? This situation, whatever it said it can do. So simply understanding is, what is faith? How do I know whether I'm in faith or not? I find your faith in your beliefs. Now, where should your beliefs be formed out of? The word of God. Now, here's the problem. What if my beliefs are not formed in the word of God? Then we got a problem. Because that we have beliefs that are what? Put in something that they don't need to be put in. So now we got to make sure our beliefs are found scripturally. Otherwise, your beliefs are what? Untruth. And untruth is not going to lead you where you want to go. But you got them. Come on, guys. So now, simple understanding. Faith is simply what you believe. So now, what do you believe? Now, here's big mis- mysteries in the church. You know, this some of you ain't been in church long enough, thank God. You know what I mean? Because that the church will jack you up. Right. Well, you know, you just keep hearing it, and sooner or later, you're going to believe it. That is the biggest lie from the pit of hell. It's, it's almost stupid. Write this down. Truths are not established based upon reciprocation of hearing, but based upon the understanding of truth. Does that make sense? Understanding the truth. You understand that? Yep. Did you get that right now? Yep. What's the God somebody would have told me this 20 years ago? <laughs> right? It's not on like, keep hearing it. Bump that. You have to have an understanding of truth from an accumulation of knowledge. Look, the judge ain't never been at the scene of a crime a day in his life. He just looks at evidence. He ain't never been there a day in his life. You know what he does? He looks at evidence, bangs the gamble, goes guilty. So what has to happen is truth has to override the truth of the word of God has to override the unbelief within you. You understand that? It's got to tip your scale. See it? And you have to accumulate that from knowledge from the word of God. This is good. You like this? I got to go. I got to go. I'm going to go Mark chapter 4 because you you guys are all cute. You guys see Mark chapter 4 because Mark chapter 4, Matthew 18 helps you go here. I like to stay here for a month. I just come every night. Yeah, I messed up. Good. Mark chapter 4 is the key to this thing. Go to Mark 4.14. Go to Mark 4.14. I got to go back. I thought I was going to get ahead, but you guys are going to pull me back to the beginning. But who cares? I don't need to be cute. Let's just be effective. I'm going to preach faith all month. Every time. That's why you got to go to church where to teach the word of God. Okay? I go to church down there over the crookedy creek down there. And we like, come on, let's cut it out, man. You're supposed to be in here digging, get a notepad, write this stuff down, learn how faith works. There's a generation people don't care about this no more. They don't care. They just want to go to church. Just go to church and tell me something and let me go. Uh-uh. No, that ain't what I do. I, I quit. I ain't going to quit. Never. I never quit. I'll just preach to a remnant. But this is what you got to learn. This is what, you got to learn this stuff. Okay? So you go, Mark. So we're supposed to word these today by the wayside. This is important. Mark chapter 4. You figure out Mark chapter 4. Go home and read it. You figure out the whole Bible. Because he says this. If you can understand the parable of the sower, you can understand how the kingdom of heaven works. He said, man goes to sleep day and night. He don't know how this grows. He said, put a seed in the ground. Day and night, he don't know how. Wake up the blade, the ear, the full kernel in the ear. My God in heaven, I feel the Holy Ghost. You feel that? <laughs> what you doing? You got that little thing? I have it in the car. I like that thing. She got a thing, you spin it around. It says preach, don't it? It says preach. It's like, you know, you go to the zoo, you used to go to the zoo and have the light thing go around. Her thing says preach. It lights up too. I think it's cool. Bring it Sunday. I want, to, I want everybody to get one. Praise the Lord. So or so is the word. Are you getting this? 
Sower sows the word. These are they by the wayside, such as hear the word of God. But immediately what? They receive it with gladness, but they get in trouble. Why? Affliction and persecution arises for the word's sake, and immediately they get offended. Write this down. Every time you got offended, you just lost some word. Yeah, boy. <laughs> so I ain't getting I forgave you before you did it. <laughs> yeah, I did. I forgave everybody. I forgave everybody. I don't care. I don't, I don't hold a grudge for a minute. You cost you too much. Somebody was talking to me the other day, about a month ago, and they're like, I was like, man, you know, we didn't see eye to eye there, did we? Nobody you know. I said, we didn't see eye to eye there, did we? Nope. <laughs> I was like, no, no, we really did it. I forgave you before you even got there. Yeah, good, me too. So you got to get like that. Because the enemy try anything in the world to wedge you against people, and it'll cost you too much. Stupid. Don't hold no grudge. Don't hold none of that. Let people go. Come on, everybody had a day. When you ain't never had a day. And all these people real tough on people, man, that, that's measuring stick you want to spank everybody with, that thing going to come back and whoop you in the rear. You better get ready to get hit. That's why I'm merciful. I don't want to get hit with nothing. <laughs> she used to beat me with sticks. <laughs> you did too. Don't lie. It was spoons. That's a spoon, not a stick. And little soft spoons. Then she broke a book one time, hit me with a book. Remember you broke the book? It was an encyclopedia. She didn't hit me hard. She, ah, she was good. One time she hit me with the thing. And <laughs> I go, look, you broke your book. That was not smart. Little page came out. She's like, cut it out. She just like hit me in the shoulder. And the binder like slipped. I said, oh my God, she broke her book. I was like, look, you broke your book. Boy, that was not smart. I got mamas in here. They got like, they could take their shoe off. Shelly will, Shelly will hurt you. I would not, I'm going to tell you, I would fight a grown man. I am not fighting Shelly. You know all Shelly? She'll come. Shelly scared me. Oh my God. Remember when Wayne broke the window? Oh my God. He broke a window in kids church. I didn't care. I didn't care. I was like, Wayne, don't worry about you. All right. Nobody got hurt. And like, Pastor Chris, I broke the window. Uh, uh. I said, Wayne, ain't no big deal. Or one of the boys. I said, there ain't no big deal. It's 70 bucks. What I got it. Don't even worry. I'm thinking in my head. I didn't say that to the kid. I'm like, thank God nobody got hurt. He goes, my mom is going to get me. I said, bro, Jesus Christ himself can't get you out of that. You're in trouble, man. She got a like bionic shoe. She like, boom, hit him in the head. Boom, put her back. She bionic. I'm not messing with her. I fight a grown man. I ain't fighting Shelly. Tell you that right now. Amen. God be the glory. And if she's watching, to God be the glory. And you know it's the truth because none of you are going to fight her. Why? She's like, Pastor Chris, I will get all these kids. I was like, can't get you out of that. Jesus can't get you out of that. Praise the Lord. And so what do we got to know? Accumulation of truth. Mark chapter 4. You got that? Look at Mark 4, 14. You there? Okay, I'm going to keep you for another 20 minutes because this stuff's diving in your spirit. So we shows the word. These are they by the wayside. 15. Here we go. When what? When they hear the word of God, it was sown in their heart, but immediately there come the Satan takes away the word that was sown in their heart. How the word of God gets sown in your heart the minute you heard it? Now you got to think. Because when you hear, it goes in your heart where it can produce what? The fruit. It ain't going in your head because your head ain't going to do nothing with it because that ain't where it grows. But you got to understand something. In the heart is where accept and reject is because soul and spirit is connected there. Just because it goes in your heart doesn't mean it grows. Because when you hear it goes in your heart, but guess what you did? This ain't deep, but this is how you understand. Because you're a rejecter. You have to be an acceptor of truth, otherwise you're a rejecter by default, and therefore it will not grow. Why is that? Because in the heart is where it has to be grasped, otherwise you'll forfeit it. And immediately, because of pressure, they what? They get offended. 
Why do you get offended? It don't work. What's going on? God's mad at me. Blah, 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 blah. Hush your mouth. Be quiet, man. You're undoing with your mouth what God's trying to do in your heart. Faith to work in your heart. Brother, you said, faith to work in your heart with doubt in your head. Faith to work in your heart with doubt in your head. Faith to work in your heart with doubt in your head. I said, what is he saying? He's, God's like, dummy, pay attention. Not you guys, me. I was like, well, what is he saying? I don't get it. What does he mean, faith to work in your heart with doubt in your head? What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, it means what he said. Your head could be like, I don't understand this. What is going on? But your heart could be like, just hold on. Don't say nothing different than what you believe because you don't want to deceive yourself. So then they get in, y'all, we're all, we're all crazy. You know, you're Christian, you're whacked out. You know, you're all like, you know, no, why? Because we call things that be not as though we are? Come on. We call things that be not as though they were? Hello? God who quickeneth the dead and call things that be not as though they were? So what, you're being like God and your goofy friends don't get it? Stop sharing your faith with people that don't understand the way you think, man. Will you cut it out? And then they think, well, no one, you look weird. Because you're weird. To normal people, you're weird. Because they don't have understanding. Just don't tell them nothing. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to tell your lost friends, hey, you know what I'm doing? I'm praying in tongues and calling those things that be not as though they were. <laughs> That's as good as walking through the wall and going, peace be still. Everything's cool. <laughs> they don't get you. You sound like an alien from another planet, bro. Cut it out. Are you kidding me? You sound so weird, don't you? Did you ever notice that? It sounds so weird. I'm telling you, listen, right? So did you get that? So you watch this, right? So look at this, look at this, look at this. Because you got to go see Matthew in a minute here. Because this stuff, I tell you this stuff all the time, but this is good. Because this is what the problem is. People don't understand what it is. Okay? So did you get that? Look what it says there. And have no root in so affliction, persecution arise, and then what happens? Uh-oh. Then what happens? Why did they get offended? For the what? So why did you get offended? Now you got offended because the word showed up. Uh-oh. You ain't going to like it for a minute. Just let it set in. Woo! What do you mean? It was all about the word. The only reason why you got offended is because the word shows up. Is that all right? Yeah. Now just think about that. So here's my question. Why can he steal what you hear? When the word of God is sown, look at it up there. Just pop it up there one more time. Satan comes immediately and steals the word that was sown where? Hmm. He stole what was sown in your what? How's he steal what you hear? Yeah, why'd you reject it? How's he getting it? How's he getting what's been sown in my heart? And how, let me ask you a question. How, here's principle number one. Write this down. Seed, seed has to be sown in the heart. How do I get it in my heart? You got to hear. He's, he's, telling, he's, telling, he's telling you how. When you hear, it gets sown in your heart. How do I get it to grow in my heart? You got to hear it. Faith comes by Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Once you hear, guess where it goes? In your heart. What happens when you go in your heart? Now we got, see, once it gets in your spirit, that's where your heart and your soul, your spirit connect. 
Now we've got to make a decision. This, the moment the word of God, you know what the word seed is like? The word seed in the Greek is sperm. It has the capacity to produce, but if you abort it, it does not produce anything. It has to germinate like a seed germinates within a womb and creates a baby. It's got to germinate in your heart just like a natural seed germinates. That's what they call it, germination, right? You put it in the ground, it germinates, and then what? It grows. Same thing with the word of God. But what happens is this. If you kick it out, it don't grow. Why do you kick it out? Matthew 13. Watch this, right? Matthew 13, 18. Now, Matthew explains to you why. Because once you hear, it gets sown. Where does it get sown? It gets sown in the heart. Once it's sown in the heart, what are you going to do with it? Well, yeah, well, you're going you're gonna to accept or reject. Accept or reject is in the soul, not in the spirit. You ain't never had fear in your spirit. You ain't never, God can't doubt. Your spirit ain't got no unbelief. You, brand new you. See, it's when you get over in the reason we got problems. There ain't no fear in your spirit. God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Where'd that come from? It came from my soul. You understand that? You understand that? So you can't, you can't, ain't no doubt in your spirit, ain't no unbelief in your spirit, ain't no lack in your spirit. Problem is this, it tries to transcend over and come in your soul, and your soul's like, I'll see how this is going to happen. Reason, intellect, all that stuff. Listen, God doesn't want you walking around like goofy people, but you have to make sure the word of God overrides your intellect, otherwise you're going to forfeit because your intellect's going to say, how could this happen? And that's called reason. And there's nothing wrong with reason. It keeps us safe, not to cross streets when traffic's moving. Come on. When you use your head, you know what I mean, with things. But guess what? It can never override the word of God. Look at this. And when anyone hear the word of the kingdom and what? Here, watch the 18. Go to 18. Let them see 18 for a minute. It's the same part. You need to see this. Come on. Keep you 20 more minutes. Let's go. Here he the power of the sower. Same thing. Matthew's account, correct? Yep. Matthew's saying the same thing Mark said, correct? Yep. Here we go. Ready? Boom. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understand it and not, then come the wicked one and catch the way which was sown in his heart. This is the seed which was received by the wayside. He tells you right there. How come you didn't get it? You didn't understand it. Why didn't you understand it? Because you got rejection of what you don't understand. Why didn't you understand? I don't understand because I don't understand. Lack of understanding produces what? Rejection. Whatever you don't, write this down. Whatever you don't understand, you'll reject. Then they tell you this, keep hearing. Give me a break. That's not going to change what you accept. Keep hearing. How do you create truth? Accumulation of witnesses. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established as a truth. Go get more evidence. Evidence brings understanding. Evidence from scriptural, scriptural evidence produces understanding so you could outweigh your unbelief. The scale of scriptural evidence outweighs your scale of unbelief. Tip your scale. See what I'm saying? Go get Bible knowledge and tip your scale of unbelief. And this is what I'm saying. Now, remember a couple weeks ago I told you Hebrew learning is wrestling more than it is repetitive? I love that. So what do you need to do? Go argue within yourself until you convince yourself. I love it. That's what I do. I argue with myself. Okay, why is that? Prove that. How do you do that? God's got no problem with your argument. He said, come plead your case. He's a good lawyer. He loves it. He wants you to come and prove your case. Isaiah, he said, come and plead your case with me. What's he saying? Hey, how can you do that? How do you do this? What do you do here? Go with your questions and then argue, argue your internal consciousness to lean towards truth. Don't just, see, most Christians are scared and because they're afraid of what they're facing, because of fear, they live in this kind of weirdo 
denial thing and go, oh, the Bible says. You're not still convinced. I got people quoting the Bible, they're going to die. Why? Because they don't believe what they're saying. They haven't, now listen, that's not being a smart guy. I, it breaks your heart. You understand what I'm saying? Because they have to have truth within them to understand that, listen, man, this can't just be something we're playing with here. And I always, always what happens with this, and don't get mad at yourself, but this is why you go to church. I, I've been saying this for a decade. I just run out of time with people. That's all it is. It's too, you takes, it takes too long to get these truths in them, and we don't have enough time. So you got to stay loaded in these stuff so when you face a struggle, you're ready to go. You're ready to go. Is that all right? So this is what you're doing. So you're, you're, you're building scriptural evidence to allow to become a proof producer in life. Okay? So where do you need understanding? I don't know if God wants me to be rich. Then go tip your scale. I don't know if God wants me to be well. Go tip your scale. How I know this marriage is supposed to work. Go tip your scale. Go get scriptural evidence that lets you go like this. And then here's the thing. Because once a belief has been formed, it's not good enough yet. It's still got to be released. A seed that's sitting on the shelf ain't doing nothing. So after beliefs have been formed, then they got to be what? Released. That's Romans 10. Look at Romans 10 and 8. Go there. You all right? You guys getting something out of this? This makes sense? I've been saying this for years. I don't know what these guys have been doing. All right, whatever. We'll go over it again. No, I don't know. Maybe it's a refresher. I don't know. I don't really care. I mean, I got, I got, my, my, you better be here all month because I'm teaching this Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday faith. I got 77 pages of notes. I'm serious. I got, I got so many notes in there about faith, how we're going to go do this thing, how the images create transmitters. Or, this is good stuff. But this is how we'll start, and we'll get where we get, and we got a whole month to talk about it. This is why you come to church or watch online. Praise be to God. Look at this. Romans 10, 8. But what say that the word is not the even in thy mouth and in thy heart? Now, remember this. Faith is two places. Write that down. Mouth and heart. You don't get them to connect. You ain't moving no mountain. Faith is where? Mouth and heart. heart. What happens if you got faith in your heart? Ain't enough. You got to get it in your mouth. What's what's people's biggest problem? They got a heart belief and a mouth disagreeing. Right? Hear about how rich they are and they're talking broke. Hear about how healed they are, they're talking sick. Talk about victory. Come in there, tell them about victory, victory, victory. They go out there, oh, nothing ever works out good for me. It won't. Yeah, how many times is your mouth undoing what God's trying to do? Because you can't keep your mouth shut. Keep your pie hole shut. Shut that thing up, man. It's undoing what God did. Yeah. I just want to complain. Flesh wants to complain. Don't let it complain. Don't let it complain. Don't let it complain. I tell you now, don't let it complain. Just shut that thing up. Say, ah, I'm talking. Oh, remember James 1? When he said about that, you deceive yourself because you talk unbelief. Well, you look at Mary and Mary and you are in the Word of God, and the Word of God says, I got victory. The Word of God says, I'm great. The Word of God says, I'm overcoming. The Word of God says, all this. And then you leave and you're like, oh, it never works good. It don't work for me. I'm sick. My aching back, my bunions, my this, my that. Come on, stop. Stop for crying out loud, will you? You ever, ever, you ever, you ever, go, you ever, go, you ever go around somebody and they start, oh my God. I was at Publix the one day, and the lady started talking behind the thing. She was going, beep. I'm like, oh, my God, will you shut up? Please shut up. She was talking so bad about herself. I tried changing the subject. I was like, it's nice weather, ain't it? She's like, oh, my God, it was so bad. I was like, stop it. I was like, stop. And I think it was right around when we were in confession. It's always the worst when you're in, like, a series. And I'm like, how are you doing today? 
I'm broke, sick, dying, dead, ain't gonna live. Everybody's dying, dead. It was that bad. I was like, oh, I didn't know what to do. I freaked out. I was like, uh, nice weather, ain't it? Oh no, stop talking. They don't know though. They don't know. So it's like you try your best, but then you Christians, you're supposed to know better and you're having a bad day and bleh. You better cut it out. You could undo a whole month of faith with your goofy mouth in one bad day. Duct tape your lip. You know what I'm saying? Chip clip it. You know, we got those chip clips <laughs> at the house for the snacks. I got mad about all that too. I'm like, we got 18 bags of stuff open. Somebody buy chip clips. So Pastor Liz got really good chip clips, you know? I feel like taking those things and put on a kid's mouth. Like, stick out your tongue. <laughs> Tape it to your lip. I Good. Stop talking goofy. Clip your lip. I'm going to get a bunch of her in here. Real good ones. Next time you come around me and start talking goofy unbelief and a lack of faith, I'm going to go, be quiet. Put the clip on you. You'll know, like, oh, God, they said something goofy. No, cut it out. But I just want to tell you what I've got to tell you. No, don't tell me nothing. Go complain to God and stop talking to your goofy friends. Because you like, you know those goofy friends you got? No, no, you all might be friends. You're very nice people. But, you know what I'm saying? You know that one you can complain with? You know what I'm saying? You got those complaining friends? They call up, they want to complain. They just want to call with you and complain. So you can all complain together. You can be united in your complaint. You better get rid of those people. Cut it out. They ain't helping you. Look what he said there. The word of God, which is the word of faith, which we preach. Word has got to be in the mouth and in the heart, right? To release faith. Look what he's saying here. With the heart, keep going. Look at this, 10, 10. Keep going, keep going. You good. Look at this. It says, because for what the heart man believes. Okay, stop. What happens in the heart? Beliefs are, write this down. Beliefs are formed in the heart. So until you got acceptance in the heart, you don't even have beliefs formed. Man, that's so good. That'll change your life. Let me go slow. For what the heart man believe. Undo what? Right standing with God. In what? Whatever you believe in. Yes. Right standing with God means you're in agreement with God. How do you get in agreement with God? You get in agreement with his word. So how do I get in agreement with God for God's word? See it? For the, so agreement begins where knowledge is understood and agreement happens in the heart. And then your mouth confesses and creates. Really, I like this better. Your mouth unlocks what has already been created. Because everything's already been made. That's what taps into grace. Faith taps into grace with your mouth. Because you look, man, salvation. You, he got saved 2,000 years ago. You creating salvation? No, your mouth gives you access into what already has been finished. And the word of God's finished. That's why you ain't got to create it, and that's why you ain't got to wait for it. It's already done. It's waiting for you. That's why time don't mean jack with God. Like, how long is this going to take? I'm telling you, you get this thing right, not too long. Because it's already created. You understand? See, salvation created everything. It's already done. All you do is take your faith and access what's there. Now, the problem why it's like a little bit uh, kind of like a time thing, because you're not fully persuaded. You got to get fully persuaded. But if you keep building these truths in you, you'll become even more persuaded. So look what it says up there. Look what it says up there. For the heart man believe it on the righteousness. What's that mean? For the heart man believes in the righteousness with God, that means you got agreement with God. So what do you got agreement with God with? What the word of God say you can have. So if you wouldn't faith about healing, you got agreement with God about health. Now that belief is a seed inside of you, and with the mouth, read it, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Now go slow. Confession is made unto 
soteria, sozo, miracle work. See, what it does is your mouth now gives you access and release beliefs, gives you access to whatever has been created. And if you want to say your tongue's a creative force, praise be to God, I love it. But it creates the what? What's been deposited in the heart. You see it? So in the heart is where you create the belief and then you release it with words. See that? They supercharge with faith. Now, I got, this is what I got to try to explain to you. Where did you get that from? You got that from the word because within the word is the power to create the ability to do. Did you get that? What happens if you, now watch this. What happens if you don't have agreement in the heart and you just say something? You got unreleased beliefs. Unreleased beliefs don't create nothing. See it? Well, I'm saying it. You didn't believe it. You got to believe first and say later. The church messed you all up. Said, just say it. Now, nah, bump that. Say it for a season to convince yourself, but then once you convince yourself and form the belief, you got to release it. I don't have a problem with you saying something to plant it in your heart. I ain't got no problem with that. Let your mouth be the pen of a ready writer and plant it upon the tablet of your heart. I don't have no problem with that. Get in there and talk all day long to you. But the minute you release faith, Mark eleven twenty three faith, look at Mark eleven twenty. Say, have the God kind of faith. What's the God kind of faith? God kind of faith is the kind of faith God had. How'd he have? What'd he do? He spoke. He said and saw. That's what God wants you to do, say and see. Say and see. You got to have say and see kind of faith. How do you get say and see kind of faith? You got to believe kind of faith. Look at this, right? And Jesus walked by the fig tree in the morning when Peter seen the fig tree dried up from the roots. He said that fig tree that's withered away and died. Look at verse 1. He said, that fig tree you cursed withered away and died. And Peter called and remembered saying, and master, that fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. Jesus said this. Look at 22. He said this. He said, and Peter, wake up. He answered, said, have the faith of God. Have faith in God or have the faith of God. What's the faith of God? He said, when I said it, it died. Then he gives Mark eleven twenty three. He said, whosoever shall say, look at that, who, go, go to 23, for verily I say unto you, for verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say in that mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. You can have what you say. You can have what you say. Now here's the, the, here's the, 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 the really stinky part about this. You're going to have what you say no matter what. Now here, that's the good part. Now watch this. If you say what God tells you to say, you can have it. But you say the wrong stuff, you're going to have that too. Because death and life is in the power of the tongue, and you're going to eat the fruit of it. So don't say nothing negative. Then they get on you like, you one of those confession people? You one of those blab it and grab it and confession, you know, speak it and say it and spit it and swell it. And, you know, they got all these names for us. All these unbelief morons. I called the morons. You didn't. A bunch of bunch of morons. They're morons because they. You want those blab it and grab it? What are you supposed to be? You want those confession people? What are you supposed to be, man? That's what I don't understand. Some of you so don't you get down on what God told you to be up on? He wants you to be confession people. You know, and then like people make you feel bad because you want to speak positive. Well, you know, you got to be real. What do you mean you got to be real? What is real? What is real? Well, you know, you you too much. You're too much of this. I can't say nothing negative? No. You can say anything, but just don't be negative. You know what I'm saying? Don't be negative. You got to be kind and be nice. I'm nice to people. I'll be nice. Even when people are goofy, I'm nice. I'm a little rough in here sometimes with you because I got to shake religion off you. Coming here with your religious devils trying to hang on your head like, don't stay away from Pastor Chris. He's too much. Yeah, I'm too. Who told you that? 
wasn't God. Me and God are cool. I'm going to heaven. He's going to pop through the wall, and I'm going to laugh. I'm going to say, Jesus, do that trick where you go through the wall. You know, you be tripping, right? Jesus come through the wall like, hey, peace be still. Come on, stop, Jesus. Cut it out. Why you got to do that? Right? But think about what I'm saying, right? Look at this stuff. Look at this, right? You're going to release beliefs. Well, can't release beliefs that weren't formed. So if you don't have agreement and acceptance of what you hear, you can't release empty words. They don't got containers to produce. How many empty words? Now watch this. Now watch Mark. Look, look up here. I know where I was. Whosoever you got up there, thank you. Whosoever shall say to the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast the sea, shall not down his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says. He shall have those things whatsoever he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Right? Correct? Look at the next verse, 24. Watch this. He said, when you get there, forgive. Therefore I send you what things soever you desire. When you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. I'm going to believe it when I see it. I'm going to believe it when I got changed circumstances. You got to believe you receive when you Okay, read that again real slow. When am I supposed to believe I receive? Watch this. When do I believe I receive the healing? When I believe I receive the money? When do I believe I receive the restoration in the family? When do I believe I receive a better report than the one that the doctor gave me? Then why are you walking out looking to see what you see to tell me whether this is working or not? Because you ain't in faith. You still in what you see. Come on, somebody. I got to believe I receive when I. What happens if you get to when you pray and you don't see? I don't walk by what I see. I walk by what I believe. See what I'm saying? Don't let it move you. That's what Peter did with that tree. He cussed that fig tree out. And Jesus said, Peter said, man, I don't know what he's doing. The next day he come by. The next day he came by. He said, the fig tree that withered away is dead. He said, yeah. He said, the dead when I spoke. You had to see it to believe it. I believe it when I said it. See, you get so now watch this. Why do you not watch your mouth? Because you didn't believe what you heard. See, that's the problem right there. Your confession stinks because you didn't believe what you heard. If you believe what you heard, you wouldn't say nothing different than what you heard. See what I'm saying? Value is placed upon what you hear. Somebody tells you something and go, that's smart. You go, oh, that's smart. You, you value that with your life. You go do it. If I get natural wisdom, you give me natural wisdom on something, right? I go, whoa, that's smart. I'm, on, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm going to do what he said. Because if he said do that, you'll, you'll produce, I'm doing that. Yes. See, the person that hears what wisdom saying and goes, bump that, they're dumb. That's right. Even natural. You know what I mean? No, listen, success will take you at least breadcrumbs. Follow the trail. That's right. Jesus is like, hey, you know why you talking something different? You didn't believe what you heard. I told you how that happened. I was at the Miracle Center. I was walking up the aisle. I was doing law of confession. I'm doing law of confession. That's, that series will change your life. I'm doing law of confession. I walked up the aisle, and I told all these people in the church, I was like, you're going to have what you say. Your life's only as good as your confession. And I could hear the audience speak back to me and go, well, then why isn't it working for me? And the Spirit of God on the inside of me said this. He said, tell them this. The only reason why their confession hasn't been working is they don't value what they hear. I said, What? Tell them they don't value what they hear because if they value what they heard, they wouldn't be saying what they're saying. 
See, if you value what you hear, you ain't going to do it with your mouth. You're only going to say, see, if you got 30, 60, 100-fold kind of hearing, take heed what you hear, Mark chapter 4, because the value of how you measure it is the measure of God. I ain't going to say it. I ain't going to say something different than what the Word of God said if I valued the Word of God that I heard. Yeah. See what I'm saying? They're going to talk sick. If you know by his stripes you heal, it can't come out your mouth. You ain't going to talk broke if you know he made you rich because of his riches and glory. You ain't going to talk this marriage is jacked up even though it looks dead because God said, what he put together, let no man put his under. You ain't going to talk nothing different than what the Bible said because praise be to God, I don't have to see it or understand it. I believe what the word of God said and therefore I will not say anything different in it. Come on. See what I'm saying? Are you valuing what you hear? You got it? Now look at this part right here. You need to see this because if, if you don't get this part in you, you know, like, Pastor Chris, my words, your words are containers and transmitters of the power of God. Now, I want you to see, go to John 1 and 1. Just see this. Can I give you this? Can I give you like a five-minute bonus? Are you okay in here today? You getting this? See how it works? Now, you see how it works? So how do I get faith? Faith comes by hearing. Once you hear, don't reject. Accept. Don't disagree with it. After you agree with it, what does it do? It gets formed in your heart. Then you release it with your mouth. Release beliefs are the only thing that produce the fruit of what you want to see. But if you don't release your beliefs, you ain't releasing nothing. You, got no, you have no substance to create something new. Most people never really release their beliefs because they only really get to the work of forming them and never really release them with their mouth. Once they're released with the mouth, then they have to be what? You got to hang on to them. You understand? Once you release your beliefs with your mouth, you got to hang on to them. You can't, you can't back up on them. You can't forfeit them. You can't, you, can't, you can't dig them up with your mouth. Once it's been released, then what do you do? You got you to pull, pull the Romans 4. Consider it yourself not being dead, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb, but what? Against hope, believed in hope. Come on, you see what I'm saying? He still goes strong in faith, giving glory to God. You got to keep your mouth tight. God, keep your mouth connected to that word. Then you can't be contrary to that word. You release it, then you got to get, I'm agreeing with it. It don't look like nothing. You can't look at changed circumstances. One of the biggest problems people do with faith is they look to the dipstick of emotions and changed circumstances to tell me whether this is working or not. And how in the heaven is the unseen realm going to be seen in the natural? And you know what God gave me? He gave me a new one. I'll give you this tomorrow. God said, you can see faith. He said, it's unseen, but you can see it. I said, man, he gave me that nugget, man. I was like, I ran with it today. I got it all in there. It's waiting for you. He said, you can see it. Woo! He said, because the unseen realm will become more real to you. It's more real to you. He said, I can can show it to you. I said, praise me to God. Look at this John 1-1. We can't get into all of it. Let me just give you this and I'll let you go. John 1-1, ready? In the beginning was the word, and the word was what? With God, and the word was who? God. So God and the word are one. Right? So if you got the word, you got God, and if God, you got the word. Having one is the same, right? The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made. Everything that was made was made by him. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. Right? Come on, look at the verse 12. We'll look at 12, 13, and 14. Just dip on down, 112. You're doing great, Kelly. But as many received him, he gave the power to become the sons of God. He became the son of God because the word of God was burning your spirit. So that word... Even then that believed in his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. You're born of God. 
and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, we beheld his glory, the glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Without him was not anything made that was made. Nothing was made without the word. That's talking about Jesus. He's the word personified. In other words, we understand that it was through faith that the worlds were framed by God's word. Whether you realize it or not, you're framing your world with the words you speak daily. Whether you're speaking worlds filled with faith or fear, you're framing your world and you're going to live in it. Words are transmitters. They will transmit either faith or fear in every atmosphere. If you're always talking about bad stuff and negative stuff and junk and garbage and all that stupid stuff, that's what's going to produce in your life. Got to remember some words are creating the world you're living in. Okay, so why are the words we speak in so important? Because words are transmitters of pictures. You understand that? So everything you're speaking is creating your atmosphere, and it's a law that whatever you speak, you're going to follow. Remember I keep telling you, James, any man that can bridle his tongue can bridle his whole body. It's a law. It's like gravity. You don't see gravity, but gravity's here. If you see gravity, boom, you'll know it. Make sure your mouth is only connected. Now, this is your principle number one. My mouth has to only speak what it's connected through through the belief of the word of God. Otherwise, I am not allowed to say it. Until, no matter what, this one of our people got a problem with this. Beliefs formed must sooner or later have to govern. If beliefs, man, you remember that? Remember that thing? We did it. Right? It was beliefs. Remember? Y'all remember this. Beliefs form, strengthen, right? The word of God forms beliefs, strengthens beliefs, and then it governs what you think, say, and do. Right? So the word of God must form or strengthen your beliefs. Once your beliefs are formed, now your beliefs must govern your thinking, your saying, and your doing. Uh, that's how you get this thing going. So now, have, number one, have you formed beliefs? If you form beliefs, they have to sooner or later start becoming governing. You know what govern means? I don't live outside them. They govern what I think. They govern what I say. They govern what I do. Because the only way to release those beliefs are from what? They got to be formed first. How do you form them? First time you hear it, you reject it. I know. It's Okay. First time you heard God wants to heal your body through the laying on of hands, that's crazy. But you got to hear it again, and then you see it, and then you see Jesus doing it, and then you think about blind eyes, you see all that, you go, oh, okay, I got it. He did it, I can understand. Have you been forming that belief? Have you been strengthening that belief? And is that belief governing your life? Come on, man, lay hands on me, I believe it. You see it? So we got to leave here tonight with this. Where are my beliefs? Have they been formed from the word of God? Am I strengthening them in the word of God? And now I got to get ready to start learning how to govern them through God and his word. Do you get that now? Do you pull that in? So what am I doing? I got to form beliefs. Did you write that down? What are my beliefs supposed to be based in? The word of God. After I form them, what do I do? I strengthen them. Every time you hear it thereafter, you're strengthening it. How many of you believe it's the will of God to heal you? Every time I tell you God wants to heal you, what does it do? 
strengthens the belief you form. Sooner or later, you got to let that belief govern your life. Then you only let it go at what? Think, say, and do. You got it? Otherwise, what do you do? You talk different. Are your beliefs governing your life? Come on, you're doing an inventory today. I'm going to let my beliefs govern my life. I ain't saying nothing like that. Come on, we're done. You got it? But where do you got to form your beliefs from? The Word of God. Now, how do I get beliefs formed? Accumulation of witnesses. You go in a courtroom, right? Judge sits up there and goes, hey, where's my witnesses? We got one. Got one witness, yeah. Witness gets up. Go ahead, get up there. What do he look like? Uh, he's about, I don't know, the dude looked like he's about 6'4", 250. You know, he got gray hair. Got a guy sitting over there, he, you know, five foot two, eyes of blue. Don't look nothing like this dude. Judge's like, you crazy, man. Get out. That ain't the guy. <laughs> Looked at the evidence and said, no way, not guilty. Come on, right? You go in there, you got six people say, that's the guy right there. That guy right there. Got a beard, nice looking hairdo. That's the kid right there. He did it. Evidence. Don't need no more. Don't need no How you get evidence? Witnesses. Look, where you get witnesses from? The word of God is a witness. You understand what I mean by that? Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. Who's a witness? The word of God's a witness. Paul, Peter, James, John, Holy Spirit, witness. Come on, where's your, where's your accumulation? I ain't got no scriptures. Google it for crying out loud. Get some. And then when you get it, what does it do? Tip your scale of unbelief so now you got truth established. Once you get truth established, you allow truth to govern. Once you allow truth to govern, then you can release truth. See it? Now watch this. Where is it found? In the word of God. Now in the word of God is the producing of that what? Whatever word you got. It's in the potential of the word to create of itself. So once you got the word, you got the seed. Once you got the seed, you got the incubator of success. And confession is releasing. What does it release? The ability within that word to create. See it? And now you're creating a world you want to live in through words. But here's the problem. We didn't form beliefs. So why do we not form beliefs? Because we don't understand it. You can't just, oh, I think I do. No, you have to accumulate truth, and then you have to form a belief, and then after a belief's been formed, a belief needs to be released. But watch this. You want to know why? Beliefs got to be formed. Now, watch it. They get released in the soul. That's why your soul's got to have agreement. You understand what I'm saying? Your spirit's down with all this. You understand me? Your spirit's like, yes and amen. That's why you get excited when you first hear it, but then you got to go home with it and struggle with it and then say, okay, I believe it even though I don't see it. Releasing with my mouth. It's in the soul. You gotta have soul agreement to get spirit life to work. You understand what I say? Matt, you understand what I just said? You gotta get soul agreement. That's where soul shuts down. It goes, I reject that. Rejection's in the soul, not in the spirit. Your spirit's all pumped. It's agreement. How in the God, how in the world could God not be in agreement with his own word? That's in your spirit. You understand that? So God in your spirit, can your spirit be in? Your human spirit's recreated, so the real you has an element of that new man. And now you got to renew your mind to who you are. That's an agreement. How could God be? The Bible said he got to be faithful to himself. How could he got to be faithful to you? How could God not be in agreement with himself? So now your spirit can grab on. And when you grab on, the real you, your human spirit, the recreated you, it's like, yes and amen, let's go. Then the problem is your intellect kicks in. Your mind, your will, everybody, every problem you've seen in the Bible was a soul problem. Peter, bid me out to water to come. Okay, come. Now you got to stay out here with your faith, baby. 
He's looking at the wind and sinking. That's soul. Reason, intellect, body, feel. I feel it. Woo, I feel the wind. Woo. <laughs> Come on, right? Down the boat, we go on the other side. Don't you care that we perish? We die. <laughs> we're dying. He said, I told you we're going to the other side. Chill out. Just because you see waves come over the side don't mean nothing. I got, I'm in control. Don't look like you're in control. It looks like we're sinking and going to die in the middle of the ocean. I would have been screaming too. How about you? Yep. Right? Right? Come on, think about it. Peter. Oh, Lord, I'll, who am I? You are the Christ. You're the son of the living God. Oh, Peter, flesh and blood did not give you that job. Daddy in heaven give it to you. Oh, but let me hear. Let me tell you what I got to do. I'm going to die, and you're going to die too. And everybody's like, oh, my dead body. Get behind me, Satan. Soul. Reason kicks in. Reason kicked in. And what happened? Seed got forfeited. Because it's easy to walk this out. when you. But why does, it, why does pressure show up? For the word. See, when you know how to, you know how to be a war, you know how to be a water walking, word talking, spirit filled being. When you know why it's coming, you know what I'm saying? Like you got that word, you're like, here it comes. They bring it, bro. I know why it's coming. That pressure's coming for that word. Don't let go. Hang on, hang on, and hold on, and don't say nothing different, and you'll outlast the storm. You got it? You understand that? Did you pull it in? Okay, you play. But you got that? I kept you 15 minutes longer. But you got it? Well, you got. This is how you learn. And now what do you do? You're going to be careful not to say nothing different. So you got to form beliefs, okay? You with me? Did you get that? Where you need beliefs? Well, I don't know where you need beliefs. Find that word that gives you the belief you need and then load it. Get it so loaded up, you tip the scale of unbelief internally and then release it. Once you release it, you just hang on. It'll take you to the destination. But then you want you to, I release it. Boom. That's why, you know what I do? I tell them write it down. I tell you guys, write it down when you release the point of contact and go back to that day and remind yourself. I got miracles in here. We got the one thing, you know, the doctor said that the thing wasn't going to work right with the kid. I said, baloney, I don't care what the doctor said. I like the doctor. The kid's perfectly healed. I said, write it down. Right now, time. We were with that with mom over here. You know, I said, when did we release our faith? April 6th. Like, if we were praying right now, what's today, March 2nd? I'd say March 2nd, 846, we believe we received. That's it. 20 days from now, you go back. March 2nd at 846, I released my faith. I said, write it down. And you go back to your point of contact when you release faith. I got people all over the country got dates, time. When did we pray? I was on my living, walking around my bedroom, and Pastor Liz was with me, and I was over there. They said, the doctor said this. I got paperwork from Halifax Hospital said this is going to be like this. I said, no, it ain't. It's going to be what I say it's going to be. Who you think you are? I said, I think we're God people. Who you think you are? What am I supposed to do? Go along with this stuff? No, you can't. So what do you do? You release your faith. 847, March 2nd. I believe that I receive. And don't you say nothing different. We just thank God. I said, let me tell you something about this. You little babies and stuff. It freak you out. Yeah, if you go there, it'll freak you out. And when you go there in your head, you know, you say, I believe that I receive when I prayed. And you go back to that point where you release faith. This is how you do it. And then you get it. When do you believe God? I'm tired of this. I believe God tonight. And then a month from now, when they tell you all this cuckoo stuff, you don't go there. Uh, what if it don't work? I'll get better at doing it. You understand me? Don't stop this. How do I know? I know it's true. I mean, you release your faith. I believe I receive when I pray. We believe we receive when we pray during the fast. Remember? We believe we receive when we prayed. I believe I receive. I'm not, you going to sweat it? I ain't sweating nothing. Burden of proof is on Jesus, not on me and you. He working. He, I'm sleeping. He's working. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You're sleeping. He working. 
He's working on people. He's speaking. And he's Give him time. He's God. He knows everything. Just sit back. But you got to have a place where you release faith. You got to know you release your faith. If you don't know, what good, are, what, what good are beliefs that are unreleased? They can't produce nothing. It's like having a seed in your pocket. I got a pocket in my seed. <laughs> I got a seed in my pocket. Glory to God. What's that going to do? Jack. You're going to put it in dirt. Put that thing in the dirt and let it go. Let it fly. That's why you got to be a word talking person. You should have a book full of stuff. Believe and I receive. Believe and I receive. Believe and I receive. This is when I release my faith. 848, I'll release my faith March 2nd. Which is the heavens. And then you don't back up on it. I believe. That's it. That's it. Now, you say, well, Pastor Chris, I'm not believing for certain. Don't worry about it. Load your faith up in everything because one day you're going to need it. You know what I'm saying? Put those little seeds in your garden. Next thing you know, here comes a pressure. I believe that I received when I prayed. I ain't got to worry about that. I know how to do it in every area of my life. This is where you cultivate so when it hits, you're ready to go. This is how you do it, all right? You're doing great. Come on, stand up on your feet. You did fantastic. Tomorrow night, I'll come back and teach you all that stuff. We might, oh, I threw something off the thing. You might have to stay here a week. Look at that. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I'm flying kites, right? Hold your hands, lift your hands in the air. Just say, God, say, Jesus, thank you for the element of faith in my life, bringing change and bringing transformation. Thank you, Father, for changing my life, transforming my life. Let me walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you, Lord, for moving supernaturally in my midst. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord for faith at another level, greater levels of faith, greater level of belief, greater level of truth. Let me be a receiver and not a rejecter, and let me be a releaser of the truth I have. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Everybody said, amen. Come on, put your hands together. You did good, glory to God. Hallelujah, amen. Look, we'll come back tomorrow. We're going to get in this, and we're going to dig in this thing a little bit more, all right? Amen. You guys got it? You're doing good. God bless you, man. Make it a great night. Some of you guys are going to hang out. Go hang out. Go fellowship. It'll be good for you. Glory to God. Hang out. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.